HD1079 Live. James here with you, joined again by the the charismatic, the master storyteller, the queen of the anecdote, Katie Panton. Hi. Hi. How are you going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Denisha Stavropoulos, direct from Melbourne. Hello. So lovely that you're here. Are you just here kind of as a, as a, as a hangover from the weekend or what's the story? Um, to what do we owe this pleasure? So I arrived Thursday to come because it's my it was my holy week, so I had my Easter over the weekend. Okay, we're gonna be talking all about yeah. that. So I arrived in a little bit. straight to go to church, and then just finished all the celebrations. I couldn't think of that word for a second last night. Because oh, last night would have been yeah. your Greek Orthodox yeah. Easter Sunday. So, so are you yeah, okay? How I'm are you in feeling? A food coma, like food coma, straight up. And I fly out tonight, so it's been. Well, it's lovely that you're here. Thank you. For Thank you very much me. for coming in. We got lots to talk about. Um, not least of the fact that uh, Katie uh, works at Event Cinemas, and in case you've had your head in the sand <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, Event Cinemas has been somewhat busier than usual. Oh, just a tad. Mm, thanks to a, a little team of comic book superheroes, uh, and of course uh, the. Greek Orthodox Easter has just happened and it is New York Fashion Week as described yes. by you last year, Denisha. So we'll hear all about that. And it's am- it's amazing. Like what you guys do yeah. is amazing. It's extra. So it's going to be awesome to talk about that too. And I also want to talk about a obstacle course. And it's an obstacle course that's played uh, a big part in a lot of the lives of our HD announcers. <laughs> we talked about it a lot over the last few weeks, uh, but for the very first time, I went and did it, um, and I did it over the actually the actual Easter weekend, not the Greek author, the normal. Yeah. Normal. Can I say wow. normal? Wow. Can I say normal? Is that wow? Uh, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to talk about that too. Uh, we've also got an election coming up, and there's something about it that I just got to just got to get off my chest. So we're going to go there. Uh, um, Katie Panton, you work at Event Cinemas. I do. It's nuts at it the is moment. Crazy. So were you there for the Avengers Endgame? This is what we're talking about, of course. Avengers Endgame, which is just I know somebody who had said that they wanted to go and see the film, and then said, "Oh no, I can't go to Event Cinemas because they're booked out for like two weeks every." screening yeah uh so they had to go to a different cinema who will remain nameless but like the opposition but but yeah the opposition it's been crazy but what's like weird is like so event cinemas marion is actually the biggest cinema in the southern hemisphere so we is it really yeah um so what like biggest what the the marion one the most amount of cinemas yeah in the marion one like there's even interstate ones aren't as big yeah so we have 26 Including Gold Class and VMAX. And how many are screening Avengers? So I think 20, 21, 22, 30 plus one as well. And then I think 15 and 16, I think probably about nine. Oh, plus Gold Class, so like probably over 10. So almost half of your cinemas are playing this one movie. Yeah. Um, On rotation. Yep. Session starting at 7.30, finishing at 3 a.m. 7.30 a.m. Yes, in the morning. A.M. Who would get up so at you, that time? To yeah, you get into though? the cinema. You get into the cinema game to go like, oh, this is cool. This is like an afternoon, nighttime thing. Rock in about eleven. Yeah, well, what's cruising. Funny is like I um like I was working the seven thirty a.m. Saturday, and like I knew it was a Saturday, so like there were gonna be people there, but like I had no idea like who would be there. Yeah, like I just didn't know like what the demographic for like a seven thirty a.m. Like, thing would be what but, is like, the demographic for a and cinema? what people eat. Like, that's what I also find. Like, I oh, work course. like nine thirty a.m. sessions, and people will be like popcorn and soft drinks. 
So like I was like seven thirty. Surely not. People did. Like people wow. were buying like frozen cokes and stuff to bring into like frozen coke like, at seven thirty a.m. What? Because I cannot go to a cinema without having popcorn. I mean that's the thing, isn't it? Like you know you have to be like you go to the cinema, you have to have popcorn yeah. and a chalk top. Like that's just my thing. Well, I was always you know? um, Maltesers. Uh, All my see, life I has used been Maltesers. to be like that until I had this newfound thing where you get the chalk top and then you dip the chalk top in the popcorn and like heaven. But do you know earth. what is good? Getting the popcorn. And then opening the bag of little teasers and putting it and in And then the putting popcorn. it in there. Yeah, I used to do that too. <laughs> oh my God. This is real Frankenfood territory. Oh no, but so teasers and popcorn is so it's good. It's so good. Like is the, it really? That, yeah. The texture. The salty like, and sweet. Just because it gets like a little bit melted as well. So I imagine it gets a like lot of it melting melted. in your mouth. Hey, is it a thing now that they, at all the screenings, because I went recently, because I got obsessed with Alita Battle Angel and I went like a number of times. And the last time I went, I got popcorn um, mm. I'm usually a Maltesers person. Maltesers and Coke is my thing usually. But that person who I went with was like a real popcorn person. So we got the popcorn. But we got them in the boxes and they were ready done. Yeah. Is that a thing now? Yeah. Oh, so it's like... Um, you don't get it. Like you don't scoop um, it yourself or no, you get it scooped for you. So <laughs> You're nodding, Denisha. Like that's a thing. Like that's a thing it's now. It's different. So like at um, so events, the same as GU. So like GU, they, for some reason, they do pre-box it for you. But at event, we have like a popper. So like we pop the popcorn and then we have a warmer. So it stays in the warmer. And that's the thing that you like get it out of. Yeah. So like normally we have that... But it's been a bit temperamental recently. So if it breaks, we have to just like box it for you. All right. So that's a thing. Because I was thinking because the last screening I went was earlier in the day. So it was about 10 or something. Oh, that's why. In the morning. So we pop at night because like by the time like the people who work in the candy bars get there. popcorn. Coming out now. Yesterday's yeast. Yeah. So we like (laughs) pop enough so like we can like still have some in the morning because we don't have time to like get enough going for the rest of the day. Right. So like... um. Yeah, that's if it's like not that busy, but because it's like Avengers, we don't have time to box like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boxes. So like, because we're the, I think one of the biggest, we have it so people can get it themselves. So what's it like do you, when it gets really busy like that? I mean, what's the vibe like? Is is it just crazy for all staff, or or do yeah. they are they kind of do they have contingencies for these? I know that's a bit of a dumb question. It's do like they have contingency points. So, you know what I mean, Denisha? Can they save the world? So we have like. Do um, you have your own Avengers at, at events? Well, we actually, I we have um like workplace, which is Facebook's like work website, and like it connects us to like all the events in the state, and like on the opening day, like all the different branches, like we were allowed to wear like our Avengers shirt, we were allowed to come in like full Marvel gear, and we had like full on like I'll see if I can find the later video later to show you guys. Yeah, yeah. But we had like full on Avengers assemble, like guys like holding like just oh, wow. ready to go. Like I'd have done that. Um, it was so cool. so cool. So like I think the energy is really good. Like I think a lot of the guys who work there, like we really love Avengers. Like we had guys working. Like guys who were working the Wednesday coming into like the earliest, earliest session, like the seven thirty AM session, just so they could see it before their shift yeah. and like everyone was just in such a good mood. And I think it's like a good vibe. Like it's crazy and it's a lot of work and it puts a lot of stress on our team, but I think it's like a really good energy. 
I feel really bad for that one person that doesn't, doesn't like, like Avengers. Because there's always one. <laughs> They're like I feel bad to like, be like that one person that works there and there's like, I hate my life right now. <laughs> it's That's fully awkward. into period drama. Because there was that whole run of films for a little while where there was like all the Mary Queen of Scots the and all favorite. the yeah. and all that stuff. And there's that one person who just absolutely loves yeah. it. It's going, finally, finally like, movies yes. have got it. I hope this is a continuing trend. Then and all then of a out. sudden, <laughs> back to the superhero well, we stuff. we have like the, like around like Oscars, it's all like Green Book and mm. what was that other one that was like Green Book but wasn't? I don't know. All the like serious dramas were out. Yeah. It's just not the same. It's just not as exciting it's, as working. I feel that. Like. Well, it's not the whole popcorn cinema thing, is it really? I mean, no. people go to like the event, the, the, the big cinemas because they want to get the big sound like i remember when like um because like probably my favorite cinema to go to because i love it just historically is i love going to the capri cinema because i love the cinema the old deco cinema but if you're gonna go and see a movie like um maybe like that like avengers or or something like that or when i went to see rogue one yeah you want i wanted to go to event because you need you, you want to get the whole yeah. you want sound everywhere you want the screen to be massive and super crisp and and, and you want that whole experience it seems like what people do like i know gold class was like it's been like fully booked and i think a lot of people like it's quite special like this movie for a lot of people and it's like making it into this it's like we're kind of like facilitating like this like really special experience yeah. for a lot of people like it's like the end of an era that's meant so much to like so many people from so many ages yeah and like being able to like go to the movies and like have it be really special and like be surrounded by people who are like just as excited to see it as you are it's like yeah it's quite special like, and it really just- does the movie it does wrap the story up in a lot of ways, doesn't yeah. it? Without wanting to Have give anything away. It? No, but I've I, I, I did some serious coffee you time with it. someone who did and I got the whole thing. Oh my god <laughs> I would have cried. Why would I, I do that to you? you? Oh, because well look, I'm That's not like giving away all of the exciting bits. Uh, look, full disclosure, I'm I'm not a Marvel person. Um so I was not going to go and see it. Wow. So I I'm seeing it three times. I already organised it with three different groups of people. So you haven't, so you haven't Me been too. yet, but you're going three mm-hmm. times. You've already got that planned yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I have exam weeks right now with my uni. Uh-huh. So as soon as exam week finishes, my little cousin's flying up to Melbourne. Right. Um, so I already promised him that I'm seeing it with him, and then I have to fly back here because I have to watch it with my sister because, like, it's me and my sister's thing. Of and then someone has to watch it with my dad because my mum's not into Marvel, <laughs> so then I have to go back and watch it with my dad. So it's already been planned. We've got Katie Panton. Hello. Hello. Great to have you here. We've just been hearing all about uh, your work at the moment, working at event cinemas. Avengers is your life right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think it's going to go on for much longer? Absolutely. Well, Black Panther was in cinemas for like six months, and that's mm-hmm. the highest grossing Marvel movie of all time. So I'm. This is going to do more than that. Oh, absolutely. It's going to beat Black Panther. Um, it's going to be Avatar. I've got my bets on. Yeah. So we're thinking we're pl- long haul for this one. Full on. But yeah. Denisha Stavropoulos, Hi. we have come out of. Of we have Holy Week. We have Greek Orthodox Holy Week, we which have. we were talking about last year um, uh, when we when we were, you were in for Easter when we were talking about that stuff, um, and it's it's full on. Yeah, how's it been this time around? So you're back here in Adelaide. You live yeah. in Melbourne now, but you're back here for the. So it was with your normal parish here in Adelaide. Yes. Yeah, so Talk us through. I 
it was hard because obviously in Melbourne, it, like it's only me, mum and dad. So we didn't kind of have the same vibes that we do over here. But with my uni, mum's work, dad's work, we couldn't come from the beginning of Holy Week, which actually kind of took a really big toll because it does make a difference. So we only made So it when in, does it start? It starts Sunday. So it goes Sunday to Sunday. Right. Actually, so from, that's a lie. It goes Sunday to Monday because like Monday night we have like a Vespers kind of thing. Right. And so what does that Sunday night signify? Is it Palm Sunday like it yeah, is? Yeah. So it's Palm Sunday. But like a week later. Yeah. Well, it's only every four years. Every other time oh. like we're at the same time. Oh. Every other time like our Easter's are completely the same. It's every four years that we have a different time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So it's not always different. It just kind of works with how... I think we based it off the moon, something. I have no idea. Okay. It's, yeah, it's weird, but it goes, yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. It's just Greekified. <laughs> so okay. It's like completely Wogified. So it's not like Palm Sunday <laughs> and everything. But um, the main one is <laughs> stop. The main thing is on Wednesday. And that's like the, oh my gosh, English version. Uh, it, uh, the, what is? Do I need to get Google Translate up while we're talking? No, I can think okay. of it. Le- oil. Duh. Why couldn't I think of that? Because I say it in Greek constantly. It's oil. Oil. So it's ho- it's like holy oil. And um, what happens is everyone goes like Wednesday, Wednesday night, and we all get blessed. So we, you know, go up to the front and the priest um, blesses us with holy oil so we can be completely blessed. Then come Thursday and it's the uh, English version. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea the English version of it, so I'm going to say it in Greek, and that's just how it's going to be because I can't think of it. It's like the Zodokai Vagilia. So what it is? <laughs> I can yes. think of no English word that I sounds vaguely like of, that. I can't think of the English word of it. It's really it's it's in my head. It's I I I will find out. Okay. The English version, but what it is? It's just twelve candles. Oh, maybe it's the disciples. I think it's twelve disciples. Yeah. That's what it is. It is the 12 disciples. So it's okay. like a story for each disciple. And what happens is every single time the priest will come out, he lights a candle, says the story about the disciple, and then we've got the chanting. He does it again, does it again, and it goes on. It's a, it's a very, very long church service. But, right. How long? Oh, gosh. It starts at 7. And this one this one actually finished early. This one finished at 10. Normally it finishes wow. at 11. It's really, it is really long because the chanting is in itself quite long and then the stories are quite long and then sometimes the priest will do it in Greek, sometimes he'll do it in English. Like depending on the crowd, if there's a lot of older people there, he'll kind of mainly focus in Greek. But if there's the younger people there, then he'll do it in English so that, you know, everyone can kind of understand. Mm -hmm. So we've got that one. Then come Friday, we've got the big... um, We've got a church service in the morning that I always miss because we've got we do the epitaphio that I was explaining yep. yet last year. So we did it again this year. And then we've got the service in the afternoon. That is where he like Jesus is coming out of the tomb and that's where he's laying them on like that. And then um, come Friday night, we all walk around the block. Mm. Then Saturday morning, it's all like the earthquake and everything. And so like it's the shape. We just got one of those when you hit the table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Saturday morning is like the crazy loud banging. And it's like we go intense. Like we shake the chandeliers and work the whole entire church, banging the ground, banging the walls. Wow. The priest is throwing bay leaves out. It's... (laughs) It is my favourite service by far, like ever since I was little, it's always been my favourite one. 
and now my cousins are growing up like because me and my sister are the oldest we're making all my little cousins like come in and watch it and then saturday night that's the that's the bad one because we all have to take a nap during the day because the church service starts at 11 so that's because like we're it's like 11 p.m we go there 12 o'clock we all say um Christos Anesti, which is like Happy Easter and stuff like that. And like yeah. we sing the the songs that we all sing, and then that, that church service doesn't finish about two until two a.m. Then we've got Sunday. Then there's a Sunday church service that really no one goes to because everyone's like in a food coma from eating. Sure. And then we've got the Monday service. So can I ask, like, <laughs> this is is this something that you do as as a Greek person if you're very religious, <laughs> or is it just something everyone does because it's cultural as yeah. well so if you're greek and like if you're orthodox it's not even if you're greek if you're orthodox because like orthodox orthodox east we've got a lot of like russian we have a russian priest that comes on our on our um holy week as well and he like works together because his parish is quite small so they're okay. doing both parishes together at holy week so Chris, christmas and easter that is when everyone comes out of hibernation like you may right. not go to church any yeah. other time oh, okay. but you will come for that thing because it is the biggest like it's holy week you need to get blessed it's like the annual blessing like they'll come they'll get blessed they'll be like cool we're done to christmas time now it sounds huge because it sounds like it's yeah. a whole week and it's, it's like it's it's, it's almost it's a full time almost you are like it's exhausted like yeah. you are absolutely exhausted it's just it's yeah very very tight but it's so good and it's so fun and you feel quite calm like it's when you're going in there it's so like serene it's just real calm and he has like you're like the pre well, most priests, like all my priests that I had, they have a really nice talking voice. You know those types of voices that you just can listen to like constantly? Totally. That is him. And oh. he can sing in tune, which is... Wow. Speak, That's wow. a plus. Speaks wonders because some of our chanters, like sometime here and there, they've got some times and you that's it, it kind of wake you up like you're in this real like space and then they'll just be like, oh, and you're like, oh, that kind of got to me a little bit. That was mm. a bit of a... Ooh, and you're like, oh, we're, we're awake. It's here. We're still going. So... <laughs> But it's, it's really serene. And then we all, you know, eat ourselves to death basically on Sunday right. because most of us have been fasting for 40 days. So, you know, we're full on vegan. You can't eat anything without like with a backbone. So all you can eat is prawns and um, calamari and vegetables and carbs. So by the end of it, you're just like, give me meat and cheese. All right, all right. We need to get on to well, we'll, we'll get on to our Easter's. <laughs> Separate from that, it's it's just such a remarkable. I, I never tire of hearing about it's this good. Easter tradition of yours. It's really it wonderful. Is. This year, um, I volunteered to do the reading on uh, Good Friday right. at oh. my parish, and it's the first time uh, moved parishes recently, and it's the first time I've done any reading at this parish. So I kind of got there really early to kind of go through the reading <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And I got in, and in my kind of nervous excitement to get up and do the reading, I forgot to get a program on the way in. <laughs> so I didn't know what was going to happen. So, and you know, like Good Friday Mass is actually really different from any yeah. normal Mass, the yeah. way that it's done. So I didn't remember that. I just knew, okay, I'm going to do the first reading it's going to happen in the same way so no. priest is going to come in they're going to do the same bit blah 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 blah. they do that and the first time everyone sits down that's mm. when the first reading happens yeah. so everyone comes in priest comes in with the procession and all that kind of stuff um tells people to sit down he sits down this is literally the first 20 seconds 30 seconds <laughs> oh, no. and i'm there going 
oh, this is like a silent prayer moment or whatever. <laughs> and then someone about of a, the third of the way back at the church goes, <clears throat> the first reading. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, no. But seriously played it cool. It did was, not miss a beat. Just yeah. got up. Yeah, you just you were just giving everyone a moment bow, got to up kind and of, yeah, and they're long themselves. readings. They're really long. Um, so yeah, that was that was that. So that was my Good Friday. <laughs> and then on Saturday, and then my parents came over and we had um, you know um, yeah. um, the lunch uh, sort of dinner there. Um, but on the Saturday, now Katie, when we had Emma and Taya in a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Challenge Hill. Oh, yeah. Um, because that was where you guys did your year 12 retreat. retreat. And uh, I was reminded as I was going through, because one thing that um, Emma had said was that she freaked out when she was on something that she called the spider's web. She referred oh, to yeah, as a soul which is really kind of like a kind of like a fort with a big cargo net, net over the top. Yeah. Is that the one that she would be referring to? I think, wasn't there like, um, you know, in playgrounds when they have like the rope climbing wall? Yeah. I think it was that. Oh, oh I might have. Yeah, because I only, I didn't do them all actually now that I think about I it. I think there was one that was like that. <laughs> you gave up. Okay, look, I went with a whole bunch of people, right? And so we get there and it's like dangerously close to like, so I said, I'm, not, I'm not angry at you or anything. I'm just like, I, I was just frustrated at the situation because I get there, I get there and uh, we've got all the food and stuff that we're going to do. But because we were like, you know, picked up a whole bunch of people and we're like, take everyone there and everyone's going to have a go on this thing. We get there and it's like really close to lunchtime and of course me being me goes oh well why don't you guys get started on the course and i'll get the barbecue uh, thing because cooking on the barbecue so, we had the stuff so you the did barbecue. the right thing okay got you so they went and did the first 13 obstacles without me while i was wow. there barbecuing how many obstacles are there i've no 30. idea what you guys are talking lots. about that's 30 yeah. wow and you feel it like i only i only did from like 14 onwards like you were talking before about the mouse trap. That was yeah. where I started. I did uh, the mousetrap first. And you said that. Can you describe what the mousetrap is? Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a place for clost- people who are claustrophobic. I've never done it because I just refuse. I don't trust anyone to like. That's fair enough. I'm just scared. Like it's like a, oh, it's like a metal tunnel <gasps> that kind of spirals. Yeah. Inward. It's almost like no, a snail. Sh- oh, no, a snail shell. Spirals like inwards. Yeah, spiral shell. And then you have shell. to like jump down to get out. But oh, I'm no. just petrified of someone coming in behind me, someone being in front of me and then not being able to move and yep. me just dying. Like yeah. I just, I get really scared. I can wow, see how people me. who get claustrophobic would, <laughs> would hate I it. I am on your level. Yeah. yeah no. I just could never, it's just not worth it. You can, yeah, I just will never do that. But you, d- you did it sort of. Didn't you? Did you do the whole obstacle course on the day that you were there? Because you left your retreat early. Yeah. I, does I, that go against what a retreat is? <laughs> Can we get this retreat over and done with? Because I got to be somewhere. <laughs> Life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. Well, I had to help a friend out, so priorities. But um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, support. we do retreats in year eleven and twelve. So like, I left the year eleven one early. <laughs> My friend wasn't one. Do you? You, you have very demanding friends. You have friends that require a lot of. No, assistance. it wasn't my friend. That the year eleven one. Um, 
my three friends and I had booked tickets for a concert and we had like meet and greet tickets. <laughs> okay. So we had to get oh, there wow. early. What was that for? Priorities. And they were like YouTubers. So like. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But <laughs> so like we booked the tickets. So we had to leave retreat early in Europe. That's priorities. I agree. Um, now, I, if anyone's been living in a box for the last little while, Me. they would not have heard of the Avengers, for one. Oh, okay, like no, we were talking about before. <laughs> but the other thing that they would have probably failed to notice is that there's election posters like everywhere. Mm. And it's been really crazy up my neck of the woods because um, the uh, I don't live in the electorate known as Boothby. I used to, but the... Barriers changed. What do you call it? The boundaries changed. Electoral. Electoral boundaries, yeah. They, they've changed in the last, like, for this election. So we've been moved from Boothby to Kingston in this election. But, like, literally we are on the border, like, you know, two minutes down the road and it's Boothby. And all of our kind of life, like where we go shopping and, you know, my parents live and where, um, you know, sort of like all our interfamily stuff is all in the Boothby electorate. So um, we have just got people oh. everywhere coming in because it's now a marginal. It's the only marginal electorate in South Australia in that it could go either way. So it, right. it's it's like on a knife edge. So we've you know we've got like Penny Wong and Tanya Plibersek handing out stuff at front of our coals. Um, Scott Morrison was at the local soccer club. I know He's, he'd be the he prime should. minister. <laughs> is at the local soccer club, like just around the corner. You know, they, they got lots of news because he kicked a goal past the goalkeeper that was there and all that kind of and stuff. And everyone was really happy that he. Yeah. Well, I think Scott. I think Scott Morrison his campaign team was very happy that he kicked a goal um, because it looked great on TV. I guess. Right. Um, but one one thing that I've noticed this time around in this particular election is that, and I don't know if this is normal every time but this time round there's just so much kind of what looks like mudslinging going on mm. from one side to the other and it's really hard just looking at all of the campaign stuff to go what's everyone saying they're going to do like what's going on because they it's it just sounds really argumentative to be honest See, like I think that as well like I think it's gotten really like people are more focused on dragging each other's names through the mud. And I think a certain American politician, who shall be mm. nameless, mm. was quite famous He's for He's remained that. nameless on our show and other times as well. Like, I think the way he nicknamed other people and, like, just had random... You know, like, he would just randomly insult other p- politicians and candidates rather than actually kind of standing for... Like a lot, like I think, yeah. and not, not that's kind of besides the point, but I think a lot of people, but I think that speaks a lot about what's speaking to people because obviously yeah. they will be researching what the public is leaning towards and what's swaying people. And that's basically saying that someone is watching the television and sitting down and like watching an ad saying like, this person like wants to eat your children. And they're going like, oh, well, I can't vote for him. No. They're not, they're not like, that's what the facts that are swinging people rather than actual legitimate um, stances on issues that we're having. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. But I think also where we're at um, politically is like a lot of stuff is really controversial, like, um, like kind of climate changey things and like taking a stance on that and like whether or not we're going to tax things people don't like taxes but people like the environment so it's like kind of like i think it's risky to kind of take different stances on things at the moment so people are maybe trying to 
stay a bit unbiased, but the whole point of politics is that you have a bias and a stance. So it's yeah, it's a weird time. You got to like you got you got to have an opinion about the kind of country that we want to live in and and what what it is going forward. And I think that the the system because a lot of people whinge about going oh compulsory voting, you know they say we have to. I actually think it's a really good thing. I think yeah, that because it too. forces people to have to make a, a choice one way or the other. And so they've got to be informed some way. And sometimes people are just going to do like, oh, yeah, well, I don't care either way, so whatever. But I think that it does open the possibility up for doing that. You can't just say, oh, they're just as bad as each other and not therefore just stand back and not let anything happen. So the people who are motivated are the ones who make the decisions. Yeah, but the definitely. thing that I did, the, the reason I bring this up is because I did something the other night after hearing all of this kind of mudslinging go on that I'd never, ever done before. I'd listened to the radio and there was some politician being interviewed by on the radio and I just thought, oh, this is just too much. So what I did was I, that night I sat down, got my computer out and just spent the time yeah. going through all of this, the the literature, not the um, the part uh, like the the promotional material, but the actual factual information yeah. about what everyone was gonna do mm. if they were elected. And I was blown away because ninety percent of it I did not know already. And I listened to a lot of stuff around this. You know, I listened to a lot of commentary and 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 read a lot of newspapers and all this kind of stuff. But I did not know. A lot of it, and it makes and it really made me realise that where we're sitting at the moment is a really. I, I don't think that political parties have ever sat so far apart at the moment than they do I right think now. That as well, and I think I um, like I remember I got quite into reading into things and actually learning about stats and like what's happening with like kind of financial situations and where like our money's going and stuff and like actually learning like and looking at statistics and how stuff's divided and like who's planning to give to what and what's actually happening yeah like i think a lot of it's all talk and um being able to actually sit down and read and it is interesting because it's like i feel like politics kind of gets generalized into being like you can't talk about it and it it's kind of boring, but it's not. And I think that talking about it is really important. Totally. Um, I was in the UK for Christmas because my family is, um, they, they all live there. So Brexit's happening there. And I think like um, I have family members who are like um, for Brexit and some who are anti-Brexit. And like, I think it's really split, but I think prior to the like Brexit vote, like people just weren't really talking about it and what was actually gonna happen. And like now it's just a complete mess. Everyone's annoyed whether they're pro or anti-Brexit because nothing's happening because everyone's disagreeing and it's just like everyone's kind of on the fence and it's just like this mess. But cause like no one knows what's happening. Like I feel like people just need to sit down and like you watch TV over there and it's just like nothing. It's like Theresa May is wearing funny shoes today. Yeah, and it's, it's politics like, is entertainment, which is yeah, politics isn't entertaining. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be like you go back. If you go back and watch like you go to YouTube and watch political ads from like the 1990s, you can't believe it because 
they're so boring because they're actually talking about fundamental nuts and bolts mm, issues. Yeah. They're not trying to get people emotionally invested, like yeah. engaged, and nothing but that. Like it's not just about fear or inspiration or or those sorts of things. But I would really recommend, um, you know, regardless of where you stand on any kind of political issues, to really sit down and look at what's actually being said because what's being said is very different to what's actually going on behind the scenes in terms of things and i think that um in order just to make you know because i've always had this big thing of going you know i I, that that we are citizens of australia we are not customers of australia it's very different and if we are going to be active contributing members of the society in which we live as well as beneficiaries of that like we have to like say well what is what is the kind of country that we want to live in what do we aspire to be as our best selves as a country and that i think really does need to inform stuff because i know that people who listen to 1079 life you know are here not just generally because they want to hear um a specific kind of um um, music or, or you know a specific kind of like general sound people are here because they believe in something and people are here because they believe in something more than just kind of like turning on the radio and hearing a really you know snappy and bright five minute talk break and yeah. and great music they're here we're here because we believe in something greater than ourselves and a greater moral purpose than than that so um I know I'm talking to people who are listening. It's been awesome having you guys on. Thank you very much for being here today, Katie and Denisha Stavropoulos. It's been awesome. Thank you very much for staying over. I don't know if you did stay over, but you came in. I did. And I love that I love that that you come in. It's always so good to see you. Please you are welcome anytime. Anytime that you happen to be around or or back for a weekend or something like that, please let me know. And uh, and and you've there's a chair for you every time. Stop. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.